0: Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network with your host Sanjo Gall. All comments, views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall.
1: Hello and uh, welcome to CTN. To learn more about the show, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. And today's topic: Prudential Navigating 150 Years of Change with Data and Innovation. So what are you talking about here? So a financial services company which wants to maintain its mission of providing financial security to customers for 150 years can it really change rapidly in this interesting, you know, turbulence that we have seen in the recent years plus 150 years of changes? So Prudential as an organization has taken on this challenge by doing uh, something creative and innovative and using data and data science to adapt those customer evolving needs that we've experienced, and also to expand financial services globally, where we have had quite a few challenges. You talk about shifting demographics, you got competition, you got even internal barriers. So what strategies has Prudential used to uh, get the most value of the data and the data science for innovation and increased impact? What they have done to overcome the challenges, some of the challenges that I uh, shared earlier, and what about the ever-changing customer needs? Let's talk more about this and see how Prudential has been carrying it and almost is paving the way for other financial services and almost an inspiration, becoming an inspiration for other financial services firm so that they can help in the mission to provide access to financial security to its customers. And for discussing this, I have Chirsten Margaret Moody who's the Chief Data Officer with Prudential Financial. Hey Chirsten, how are you? Hi, how are you today? Happy to be here, thank you. Oh, honor is all ours. So, you know, I said 150 years and that is a lot of time. Yes. (laughs) Right? So, um, I mean, if you just talk about uh, 150 years worth of changes, that might take two hours in itself, but I'd like to have you give us a rundown on what you saw as a gist of that journey that has happened in the last 150 years and how has your company actually adapted to the changes and quite a few changes in so many years in this financial services industry?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. 150 years is a significant period of time and when you think about what has happened over the last 150 years, uh world wars, uh depressions, recessions, uh baby booms, uh Prudential has has really been uh a constant and a source of strength throughout that time. So I think it's uh it's a, it's actually a very interesting question to unpack. And, uh, in, in thinking about the history of, uh, of Prudential, the constant, uh, throughout that time has really been the purpose of the company. And the purpose, it's written on the walls. It's very easy to see. It's ever present, uh, for the people who are working with the company and contributing to, uh, the future of the businesses is simply put, to make lives better by solving the financial challenges of our changing world. That is what we do. And the North Star, it is a North Star to guide the evolution and our creativity uh, in how we think about growing the business and serving customers and clients. So whether it's through digitization, whether it's through service, whether it's through new products, Um, the business strategies over time are constantly calibrated to that purpose in the activities, the thoughts, the strategic ambitions that we need to have to serve that purpose and to further that purpose. So um, the sets of things that have happened over 150 years, we could truly spend weeks talking about that. But the common denominator is that purpose statement and how we are uh, thinking about our businesses relative to to serving that purpose. And it's been very successful. So today we have uh, just around $1.4 trillion uh, in assets under management. Uh, We serve 50 million customers across the globe. And uh, it is very much um, united uh, sort of strategically as well as operationally uh, in terms of how we are uh, really thinking about the fulfillment of that purpose statement.
1: Now, kudos to you for having pulled this together for so long and also created that size of an impact through so many customers being served, right? Yeah, absolutely. So so now can you describe the underpinning that is the strategy mm-hmm. for using the data to drive the innovation, the growth, the sustained uh, you know, presence and continually increase the customer impact? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we
0: we really think about our data strategy in two parts. Um, it is as much a business strategy as it is a technology strategy or a technical strategy. Um, so, and the way that we have established uh, the team, uh, the data office, to partner the organization really reflects the need to think in this uh, in these two modes. So I had the professional privilege, uh, really, of being the inaugural chief data officer for Prudential. I joined in June of 2020 and was asked to establish the chief data office as part of joining the organization. and. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting. I sit and am organized within global technology, uh, but the mandate really is to drive both the technology strategy for how we think about and use data differently in a technical sense, as well as how we partner the organization to link into business strategy to help the business uh, in material ways uh, through expanded uses of data. So we really think about um, our data strategy in those, in those two modes, technical and business. Um, so we've organized the team. We've organized the department um, in a hub and spoke operating model. I think that was kind of the first key strategic component was how do we want to start to organize teams and work kind of around these two concepts. And uh, within our hub teams, these are the teams that are looking after the data. Uh, the automation, uh, the AI ML platforms, uh, the data management and governance master data, for example. And really um, with their kind of technical North Star, thinking about how to have speed to market for trusted and quality data uh, and automation techniques. And then we have spoke teams. And these teams are data science and business intelligence. And they're partnering across the organization to engage with business strategy to sort of intersect the potential of what data, uh, business intelligence, artificial intelligence represents and how to use these techniques to drive business outcomes uh, further and faster or more ambitiously. And from there, um, we, we really start to see a self-reinforcing cycle where from the sort of top of the the house, if you will, business strategy um, being enabled by data. And then we feed kind of those inbound spoke team requirements into our platform and hub teams um, that are then working on uh, sort of the most important data assets for that modernization. And, And it's just a recurring, Of process, if you will. Um, And when you sort of take a step back, what you end up with is a portfolio of work that is really driving meaningful business outcomes um, across each of our business lines and corporate functions.
1: Now, very well articulated strategy, and it seems it has a lot of depth in it, you know, well thought through. Now, let's talk execution. Mm -hmm. So, when you actually stride to use that strategy and and on the ground started leveraging data and data science to evolve and meet the changing needs of your customers. And in fact, also impact communities, not just individuals. What was that execution experience like? Because what you create as a strategy, did it like point by point translated into an immaculate execution or were there (laughs) some bruises, some, some, uh, you know stories that you could share, which will tell people that yes, you can build a great strategy, but then execution matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, there there are certainly a lot of bruises. Um, it's uh, it's the kind of work where if you don't have bruises, maybe you're not doing it right. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not uh, not an easy day job by any any stretch of the imagination. Uh and I it, the the work that we do, because we are uh, so linked into business strategy and the capabilities of data uh, driving business outcomes, uh, it the work, the execution work is most successful when it sits uh, sort of within a larger business change program right? Uh, So the phrase that I use very often uh, around the business is we need to be doing this with you, not to you, right? So I don't show up after, you know, six months of research and development and say, ta-da, here, go use it. It's very much a co-creative act um, that we're doing together with our business partners. So if we take, uh, for example, one of the more successful programs that we've had is in our medical underwriting. Uh, So this particular piece of work, um, you can hear Charlie Lowry, our CEO, talk about it in our earnings calls. Uh, Most recently, he referenced uh, underwriting advances taking prudential from a 22-day customer experience down to a 22-second customer experience. And That really is driven by the AI program kind of within the larger business change program. And to get there, that was um, probably about five years uh, worth of research and development, working back with the business, with the underwriting team, working with regulators, uh, working with technology, um, you know, working with a very large group of stakeholders, to build and generate not just the capability, but the trust of the capability um, within the receiving part of the business to use it. And it's um, uh, a very interesting journey in the sense that, you know, we have a kind of swing for the fences kind of outrageously (laughs) improved experience through the AI um, that we have with, I think, a a fairly kind of cautious and conservative approach to how we introduce that into the business in order to maintain the overall kind of integrity of outcomes there. And that's really the hard part, right? That's the tricky part of it, is um, uh, not just the build and the execution of the AI, but it's how do you insert something that is highly transformative into the business system and work kind of with and within that business system to land that change in such a way that the transformation is positive versus sort of a, a destructive by accident, um, you know, set of activities. So, and that's really where all the bruises come from um, is, uh, or in large part, I should say, not all of them, uh, is is really just, you know, Working consistently every day, day in and day out, on building the trust, understanding the change, and kind of wiring it in uh, to, um, you know, to the process, and then managing all of the other stakeholders of the process to evolve along with uh, the capability that you've
1: delivered. Kirsten, great execution journey. Now, what next?
0: That's a really interesting question. (laughs) Thank you. Um, One of the really exciting avenues that we are exploring is in the commercialization of intellectual property that we've created internally within Prudential. So if we take the underwriting example that I shared uh, going from 22 days uh, down to 22 seconds, Uh, We looked at that and we said, uh, wow, this is uh, transformative for an industry, um, not just uh, potentially for Prudential. And what more can we do with it? Um, And so we have, uh, over the last several months, gone through a process of setting up uh, a startup. Uh, This is an independent uh, Prudential-backed startup company that is taking intellectual property that we have developed and monetized internally and seeding that intellectual property into a startup uh, to help um, sort of drive additional value into adjacent industries from Prudential. So uh, our startup company is uh, early days, I would say we're still in seed round, uh but it is thinking through uh, opportunities in the financial planning industry. It's thinking through uh, and actively kind of working on opportunities in the wellness industry,, uh, for example. And you know, Prudential's never done this before. Uh, this is, we think, the first time, certainly the first time within living memory uh, that we have taken uh, IP, uh and created a startup company to go serve a purpose in adjacent Industries. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, as uh, the flywheel of transformation and innovation within Prudential really starts to gain significant momentum, you know, we'll be thinking more aggressively about how we can uh, kind of create uh, a new frontier ecosystem, of uh, startups and innovation that are kind of around and um, pushing a bit into adjacent industries from the core pro. So super exciting time.
1: So with so much data floating around, right, and and so much dependence on data, which is rightfully so because that's the business you're in. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you have to create value, stick to the mission adapt to change everything else that you're doing. But at the same time, we hear enough horror stories where people had breaches, they had privacy issues, customers were yelling because they had a privacy breach and or data security breach. So while, as far as the organizational construct says, okay, that is somebody else's problem, but you as a chief data officer have to kind of also create or support creation of privacy and security first mindset while data first mindset come along mm-hmm. with it. How did you pull that off? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, the enterprise data management
1: and governance
0: program uh, falls uh, sort of under my remit as well. You're absolutely right. And it's uh it's, it's a couple of things uh, that I think have helped uh, this program gain, gain traction and be, be successful. Uh, the first is, uh, especially in regulated industries, um, establishing from uh, day one the very close uh, partnerships and alignment on uh, mission, vision, and strategic intent. With the law compliance and privacy partners. So, uh, you know, I sit uh, in the first line of defense. We use the three tier kind of uh, analogies here. And sort of being very thoughtful about how we work back with, relate to, um, help to evolve with our second and with our third line. Uh, So, getting that straight. actually clears a lot of air and gets a lot of the grit and the dust out of the system. And then, you know, you really have to think very carefully about what um, sort of the technology uh, approach and strategy is when it comes to compliance. And when you have an opportunity the way that we have here at Prudential to start from really a blank sheet of paper and design your platforms uh, from, uh, you know, from scratch uh, to really think about designing in the risk, the information security, the compliance, the privacy, the responsible and ethical uses of AI sets of principles into the feature set for the platform. So we can start to think more expansively really about the AI opportunities that we have because the platforms that support those opportunities have the kind of the curbs and the governance and the guardrails built in from the the beginning. So just in summary, if you can sort of get very clear and with the second line and your partners who are just as accountable as you are (laughs) for data, privacy, uh, compliance, um, sort of ethical uses of data across the company, and then working kind of back with them to help evolve the strategy for um, the feature set, the platforms that you're building, and how you start to drive sort of the by design awareness uh, into the capabilities that are being created in the first line, Uh, you start to see again, kind of a a positive self-reinforcing ecosystem between the uh, compliance groups and the delivery groups towards common outcomes um, in that that space. Uh, And then leadership is very important. You know, I think um, myself, all of my leadership team, others around me uh, are very much on record as saying, you know, we are um, a company that operates in this way. Uh, we, um, you know, hand on heart, <laughs> uh, are, are not going to be operating kind of outside the, the boundaries of what is acceptable. Um, so, just clear articulation, leadership standards. So, when individuals are making decisions sort of in, uh, in the teams, you know, they've got a clear leadership framework as well as a clear technical framework. Um, that supports them in, in how they're designing the work of the day.
1: Now, you've led this transformation journey for prudential from a data standpoint and along with other leaders. With all the experience you got and the stories you've told, what advice would you give to other financial service leaders, both from data and business and technology standpoint? How to use this, in fact, ever-evolving data and data science uh, discipline to drive innovation and increase impact, so that the real value is created.
0: So it's there's there's a lot of tactical advice to offer, um, and I I think though if I rise above it for a minute, and then we can we can kind of maybe go down at the next level. Um it's very, very important to establish uh, the mission and vision for the data office and to ensure existentially, really, that it contributes to the mission and vision of the enterprise, and the enterprise buys into that data mission and vision. Um, so when we stood up the data office, you know, here at Prudential, Uh, It was like a new piece on the chessboard, and people needed to understand what it was about the data office that made it unique and necessary. They needed to understand what we did, what we did not do. Uh, And they needed to understand how to work with us and what uh, sort of additional value or benefit they would have by working with the data office. And the entry point into that conversation is really the mission and vision. And from there, you can much more easily uh, drive the organizational, you know, the institutional alignment uh, to, uh, to the function, to the department. The second piece of advice I would have is to be very, very, very tough in the selection of talent. Uh, The the people, the skills, the personality, uh, the team, the culture uh, that you have and that you're building within a data office is going to make the difference in how well you are able as a leader to translate strategy into execution. Uh, So talent and the curation, the nurturing of talent, uh, is, uh, is as much a strategic priority, uh, as what you're doing. Um, you know, maybe, uh, if you don't have the people to back it up, uh, then, you know, I think strategies are, are very much at risk, especially ambitious strategies, uh, of becoming a fantasy.
1: Once again, thank you so much, Jason, for sharing your insights. And stories related to how Prudential navigated 150 years, I still cannot believe that many years, of change with data and innovation. So thank you so much for sharing your stories. All right. My pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, please like us uh, on social media and subscribe to our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to CTN. This is your host, Sanjog Gall signing off. Till next week, take care and God bless.